welcome back to Uncle Steve Vines. How are you doing? Good morning. I say that because today, in whatever year, Harriet Beecher Stowe published Uncle Steve's Cabin. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say it was Graham Stoke and Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> good, good old Wikipedia. Oh, dear. Well, oh, dear. I, t- I tell you, I didn't write any smart-ass stuff this morning. I just said... Today, Hong Kong has a heart, a very big one. It really does. Um, And what we're talking about, for anybody who can't read, write, listen to the radio, radio. or even the radio, uh, or even um, uh, watch the television, will know that. Telex, yes. Um, That Hong Kong people, yet again, as if uh, anybody should have doubted it, but of course they have. Hong Kong people, yet again, demonstrated not only do they have a heart but that they have a determination to exercise the amount of liberty that still exists here by being the only place on Chinese soil where you can hold a really massive demonstration to commemorate the events of June 4, 1989. And and if you're a a, uh, social media person, there are some beautiful photos floating around from last night. There were. um, I I was there in, in Victoria Park and saw the people and yet again was impressed by this just extraordinary mix i mean children and when i say children i mean literally children very young children coming with their parents old people young people you've got mainlanders there. It's quite quite interesting how many mainlanders were there um they some of them apparently came to hong kong specifically with the purpose of attending this some of them were here and heard about it and then you've got people who quite clearly are you know, more prosperous than other people who go there. I mean, this is Hong Kong at its best. This is a Hong Kong where you have large numbers of people gathering for a cause in memory of the people who had died in Tiananmen Square and around Tiananmen Square. But also, and and I see nothing wrong with this as well. I mean, they they were there because they, they believe in liberty for Hong Kong as well. They want to see democracy developing in Hong Kong. What is interesting, uh, and uh, I just mention this in parenthesis because it's so pathetic, it's almost unbelievable, but there you go. The organisers say that 180,000 people were there. That may well have been the case, I don't know. It was, a, it was what we call big in the trade. There were a lot of people there and it was very hard to move. The police, who increasingly seemed to act as a propaganda arm of the central government, decided, and you can't make this stuff up because it's so ridiculous, because they'd obviously been ordered not to admit that three figures worth of people were there, i.e. over 100,000. Yeah, 99,500. They said 99,500. <laughs> Actually, I think it was 99,506. I think so. But, um, but I mean, here again, you know, this is, they're supposed to be... But who cares, purely, Steve? Well, well I, think, I think the reason why it matters is because... The, the job of the police is not to be making political points at, at, at rallies of this kind, but they're charged with the responsibility of keeping law and order. They had very little to do, very, very little to do last night, because this was a very self-controlled and peaceful crowd. Uh, why they issue an estimate, I, I have no idea, but they do. But the fact that they issued an estimate that was so blatantly a matter of propaganda as opposed to factual information. And this is where I think it does matter, because if you can't trust the police to behave in an impartial and objective way over events that they're policing, you start to doubt whether they will behave in an impartial and objective way in other events. This is reducing the credibility of the Hong Kong police force. And the 
police force has quite a high credibility in Hong Kong. And under Andy Zhang, the new communist-inclined chief of the police, that credibility is being whittled away. I think that's actually quite a worry. And, and I happen to know that it worries some serving policemen as well. Well, tell me this. I mean, I'm sure lots of people had their various ways of deciding who was there. I'm going to stick to who cares. It was great and it was it massive. Was big, yeah. But, well, the newsboys don't have to publish the cops' numbers. No, so no they but, don't, but, I mean, it's part of the story. I, I think it's part of the story. I, I, I'm always a bit suspicious of shooting the messenger on these things. No, but things, technically. But, no, technically. They don't, well, they don't need to publish the organisers' numbers, no, actually. They don't. Absolutely. Um, but, anyway, the, the, let's... let's I, I just say in parentheses, because I am a bit worried about this increasing politicisation of the police. But what is really interesting now to me is, on the one hand, you have... And there were many, many young people in this crowd, incidentally, who almost certainly weren't born 25 years ago. So you had a crowd of people who were determined to be there, just just wanted to be there, whether they were uh, activists in any other way, I have no idea, although obviously there were activists there. But on the other hand, you've got this, for the first time, you had people giving out leaflets saying you shouldn't be here, you, you should put the past behind you. You know that bit where I said, uh, who cares? Well... Yeah. See that. Yeah. Well, uh, and then there's this other group who I find far more insidious. Go on. Because these are like Holocaust deniers. These are like people so way on the wrong side of history that they're out in an, in an ocean all of their own. And if they have a conscience, they should really look to it. You know, they're now down to quibbling over whether the deaths actually occurred in the middle of the square or in the avenues around it. You know, as if this matters. Although... The fact of the matter is people were definitely killed in the square. That's, that's not, you know, I mean, it's stupid to have that argument. Then there's the implication, and this is the sort of ghastly thing you hear when people talk about rape, is, oh, well, nobody really gets raped if they didn't ask for it. I mean, that's sort of screen-crawlingly vile to my way of thinking. But they're sort of now coming round to saying, well, you know, those students, they kind of asked for it, didn't they? What is the difference between those two statements? Very little I've in got moral a, equivalence. I've got an email here from Slumdog Brett. <coughs> and this is logic. Actually, right. it's very good logic. He says, as soon as it's realised that mainlanders came down yesterday to participate in the gathering at Victoria Park, he says our locust problem will be solved. <laughs> well, yeah. Good uh, on paper. Yeah, I, that's another uh, worm of cans. Well, that, geese that of ganders, we might, I mean... Yes, you, yeah. I, I don't know how many came for that purpose, but uh, certainly I, 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 I can just tell you I heard quite a lot of people speaking Mandarin, which is not the lingua franca of Hong Kong, so one assumes they came from Yesterday, mainland. it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah. <coughs> and there was, certainly was no hostility. There wasn't even hostility to foreigners. I'm, I'm a foreigner myself. I can testify to foreigner. that. Foreigner. I'm foreigner. a foreigner. But the picture, I'm just looking at pictures now. In fact, there's a, great, there's a great news thing that I subscribe to. It's called the Shanghaiist. Right. And it's on Facebook. Great, you know, news coming out of there. Um, and obviously it's in <laughs> Shanghai, these geezers. They're probably foreigners who, who do it. Um, and they've put just a stunning picture up just now of the whole shebang taken from very The Hong high. Kong shebang, you mean? Yeah, yes, last night. Yes. I mean, this is just huge. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was just going to say one other thing. The other argument that these um, these lowlifes who, who are trying to somehow um, say that, you know, 1989 shouldn't be of anybody's concern in Hong Kong, these lowlifes are now arguing, oh, goodness me, we should put the past behind us, Hong Kong's got to look forward. 
But, you know, there's that old thing, and I, I just repeat it because I'm sure many listeners know it, you know, that any country that can't deal with its past is incapable of dealing with its future. Yeah. And I do strongly believe that. I mean, one of the reasons why, although I have... Uh, emotional problems with, with Germany in the Nazi period, but one of the reasons why I think Germany managed to recover so remarkably from the Second World War, from its Nazi, its terrible, terrible Nazi past, was that it was squarely confronted in Germany and people understood that you can't simply say, oh, well, it's 1946, we're not going to deal with this. They just didn't do that. And they were right not to do that. I mean, you know, that, that, that amazing image uh, among many of, of, of uh, Willy Brandt, who was then the Chancellor, kneeling before the wall of the, the, the Warsaw Ghetto, clearly racked with emotion. And he, of course, was somebody who, who was an anti-Nazi during the Nazi period, but he was taking on the state's responsibility for um, what had happened. And people in Germany regarded Brandt as a great leader, which I believe he was, mm. and successive leaders of Germany. There has not been a leader of Germany who says, oh, the way to deal with our Nazi past is to forget it and just look to the future. They all say, yeah. no, we have to confront this squarely, and, of course, we have to look to the future, as, as though these two things are incompatible, I that you deal with the past and you deal with the future. That, this is just a, a piece of nonsense. I don't know what these bozos stand to gain in Hong Kong, but anyway, you get your nuts well, everywhere. You, you do break, know what they stand to gain, because they're the, they're the usual brown nosers who, who think that the glorious future awaits them by um, saying all but these isn't, things isn't, that please the comrades. Isn't, isn't history full of people who've tried to toady up to a certain party, and then when that certain party becomes powerful, for. They just get the flick, these these toadies. Well, you know what happens to filth, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> this, and this, I, th I really do. I, I mean, these brown noses are somewhere below. Or brown shirts, brown noses. <laughs> brown noses. Well, they don't wear brown shirts. I don't know what colour shirts they were. Um, <laughs> but they're somewhere down there on the ground with, with the muck that you sweep away into a gutter. It points to a couple of issues here. I mean, what, as I say, you get your nutters everywhere around the world. Hong Kong has its nutters too. Uh, the big issue it points to here is, the, of course, the issue between Japan and China. Now, Japan, you must apologise for this, that and the other. And then, and then people will say, well, no, once you address what you've done to your own people first, i.e. China. So this goes round and round and round. Well, and, it? and it's interesting you bring up Japan because Japan has not faced as squarely as Germany has the, well, true, the, 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 the war atrocities that were committed by the um, by Germany, uh, sorry, by Japan as part of the Axis uh, powers in the Second World War and before, incidentally, particularly in China. I mean, China repeatedly talks about the rape of Nanjing and, and all of these things. Well, I don't see a problem with that. These these events happened and, and they, they were, were terrible. terrible yeah. And China should rightly raise them. But if it's only going to raise it for opportunist political motives and not operate, uh, not, not raise it in the spirit of, of trying to, you know, look objectively at the whole period of history, yeah. then it devalues the memory of those who died in those massacres. Something sprung to mind yesterday, and I'm sure loads of people thought this, if nothing happened in and around Tiananmen Square in 1989, why the big security kerfuffle for the past few days? Were they just well, doing well, an it, exercise? It, 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 in fact, it, it's, it, it's not even just the past few days. There, it's, it's there's, been been a, there's been a round-up 
of the usual suspects, and I use that term lightly, although it is, it is serious, there's been a roundup of, of a vast number of people who are thought likely to be causing, in quotes, trouble on yeah. June 4th, going on for at least a few months now. Famous journalists in detention, they rounded up an artist the other day. Um, there's lots of them. There's lots of them. They sent Bao Tung away to the countryside so he wouldn't be on the premises while all of this was going on. Gorja the other day. Yeah. Etc., etc., etc. I mean, the, the, the uh, Xi Jinping regime uh, is, not, is not a user-friendly, happy-go-lucky bunch of people who, who say, oh, well, you know, time to loosen up. It's time to, time to tighten the noose. This, this current government in Beijing seems to me to be one of the most hardline governments we've seen since the Tiananmen period. And that's, that's something. You know, you keep... People have this... And I like it in a way. They have this view of progress. They say, oh, well, as China develops, it's going to loosen up on this front. There's actually no objective evidence for that. And the Xi regime seems to have completely slammed the small progress that was made back into reverse again. Kicked it right back. Yeah. I've seen some excellent TV stuff. Uh, some very risky stuff, bear, bearing in mind that journalists had been lifted yesterday. There was a thing on Al Jazeera this morning that literally the families had filmed stuff themselves mm. and it was out and this old, old guy, I mean, his face and everything on camera, mm. big risk. It's an enormous He's risk. Sort of saying, I mean, you've got to hand it to those people, haven't you? Well, yeah, you certainly... And the poor woman's still got a, her, her, her son, ex-son's tunic and something and the guy, is, the, the guy said, it's not so-and-so I hate, it's Deng Xiaoping. He was all over it. He was, they were having a real emotional thing. No, that's quite interesting this, because, of course, Deng has, has um, entered into the sainthood of the, of the communist lexicon in, in this era. Well, that's just what he said, but, you know. But, 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 I mean, who ordered the crackdown? It, there's, no, there's no real doubt I that think it was thing, anybody other than Deng Xiaoping. It's not really a time to get into sort of political analysis and stuff like that, but we must remember there was a big power struggle going on between the, the old guys at the time. Oh, indeed there was. Indeed Probably there was. very big, in fact. <laughs> well, you know, and that's why Jiao Ziyang was deposed, why people around Jiao Ziyang were, were, were all hustled off the stage in the, in, in, in the way that they were. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was at one level a power struggle and it was at another level a struggle for the survival of the, of the Communist Party because the Communist Party, in my view, rightly believes that once its power is seen to be slipping, it will slip entirely. House of Cards. This is the, yeah, this is the fate of all authoritarian regimes. They, you, you know, they can't allow um, big slippages in power. They're either there or they're not. They're not like democratic governments that can be relaxed and say, OK, we've lost an election, we'll come back tomorrow. Dictatorships don't come back tomorrow. They're either in power or they're out of power. Mm. And once they're out of power, they do not come back. This is almost the golden rule of how authoritarian government works. I wonder how long before the Chinese government starts to think that it might be wading through treacle on this issue. I mean, the, the news coverage was... I had fun all day long going all over the place. It's immense and very clear news coverage from many, many bodies. But not in China. Well, yeah. Well, that's the point. Not in China. I, I, I mean, you know, they still have the media largely under control. They're, they're, there's... Uh, chinks in the armour in um, in social media, but um, on the whole, on the whole, most people in China would be unaware of what happened in Hong Kong last night. Most people would be unaware of the fact that 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 
all these statements have come out from a variety of people criticising the crackdown. So, you know, from their point of view, yeah, things are fine. We'll be back after the news. If you want to get in touch, any comments at all, it's uh, morningbrew at rthk.hk or write any comment you want on our Morning Brew Facebook page. We'll be back in a few minutes. Still in with Steve Vines. I want to turn to something that was all over social media last week, and it's quite interesting, and you see what you make of this. There's a story going around, are textbooks in Hong Kong teaching discrimination? Now, uh, there's a picture of said textbook here, and there's a picture of different-looking people with a bubble next to them. Um, I am British. I am an English teacher. Number two, I am Filipino. I am a domestic helper in Hong Kong. Number three, I am Japanese. I have a sushi restaurant in Hong Kong. Um, I am Indian. I study in an international school. You see where this is going. This yes. is for little kids. Yes. Honestly, it gets worse. It gets worse. They've done a thing which I thought we'd sort of stopped seeing since the end of the Nazi period with a helpful characterization of the colour of the of person. Of the colour of the person. It's under, the, uh, uh, it's under a section called The Wonderful World. Racial harmony. Uh, racial, well, no, I think this one actually is... A, racial harmony is, is where you, <laughs> you, you, you say that all British people are English teachers. Incidentally, who do I sue? Uh, but anyway here we go Uh, i mean we're laughing about this although it really is horrible um now white people according to uh the nazis from this publishing house have light skin a tall (laughs) blonde hair flat narrow nose thin or thick lips black people have got very dark skin well spotted there good one boys well spotted there um they're also tall they're flat and wide-nosed they have thin or thick lips and they have curly hair i just, mean and so it goes on i this, mean honestly you know this I, i'm not i'm not exaggerating this was exactly the sort of thing that you got through the during the nazi period where they had whole charts of racial characteristics of aryans and non-aryans and black people and blah 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 i mean this i thought this sort of thing was so ghastly and so offensive and so irrelevant that that everywhere but Hong Kong, people have given up on this sort of ghastliness. Well, this is a, an authorised textbook, and we know that it's authorised by Hong Kong's most outstanding Secretary for Education. Go Eddie. Go Eddie, with the brush, no, over, with, with the brush over hairstyle. Um, it's published in, in Singapore, so that's all right, by something called the... And don't laugh, listener, don't laugh. It's called the Educational Publishing House Limited. Fair play. Does what it says on the tin. A.K.A. the Hair Goebbels Heritage Society. I mean, honestly, this stuff is being circulated in Hong Kong schools. It's, it's, It's several steps down from a disgrace. It really is. There are stories of similar things happening between Israel, uh, Israel and Palestine. I mean, I don't know if it was a wind-up. There was a, there was a video of a kids' show where it was really nasty. They were getting these little kids to say really nasty things. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the the thing about this kind of it's it, I was going to say insidious racism, as though you need to qualify racism with an adjective. But but the thing about this kind of racism is that it needs to be stamped out. Uh, I mean, it's not like, oh, let's have a discussion. Could we possibly have a, a better description of the classification of white people Just as opposed to it. yellow people? No, boys. It's horrible. 
school children this goes to primary schools apparently it does it does so you know let's 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 get them prejudiced from primary school level so they're ready for middle school and they can really at that stage <laughs> develop their that? prejudices somebody came up with a cracker against this it looks exactly yeah. the same and there's a picture of a black guy and it says i'm canadian i'm canadian and i get picked up by the fuzz every two hours yes. and there's another one that says um i'm a filipina and i'm paid peanuts to pick up your rubbish yes. and all that kind of i'm thinking i'm english and I, I regularly drown in my own vomit in Leng Kwai Fong. You know, it's just... Well, after teaching English. After, after teaching, teaching English. After yeah. teaching English. I always used to like Sammy Davis Jr., who, who'd also say, you know... I, um, for, for the, again, for the listener who doesn't know about Sammy Davis Jr., he, he was a black person, but, but, but he was also Jewish. And so he'd always go around and go, I don't know why they keep picking on black Jews. I really don't. (laughs) But actually, if you look at some of the old Rat Pack films, he was the butt of their horrible jokes all the time. It was. It was horrible. It was. And incidentally, even though the fine people from the educational publishing house seem to think that all black people have curly hair, they they need to have a look at Sammy Davis Jr. I just mentioned that in passing. But this is what? (laughs) This is is kosher. This is real in Hong Kong. It is today. But it's like so I mean, childish. Look, look, look at the cali- Well, it's childish, I think, is the politest thing you can describe it as. But this I is mean, what these people in it's, these it's various... It's very insidious. It really is. This is what these people in these various government departments or the educate they really think that, you know, let's not forget, national education wasn't too long ago. And the word is, <coughs> it is being taught in some schools in Hong Kong. Apparently so. Apparently so. It's, it's gone through the back door. So now we've got that, we've got this. I mean... Did, uh, who in the ed- what amazes me is you know all these books before they go into schools they do in fact have to go through the education department of course they do one of those ghastly bureaucrats actually read this book and said oh this is good oh i've now discovered that white people have you know thin or thick lips oh goodness me i didn't know that before gosh we better put that in a book but what, it, what what's happening is it, you, you're putting different pe- people's different colors let's face it kids are curious why do you look different to me da, 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 mm. that's fine that's normal but they're putting this kind of thing on their radar and we're talking very young kids here i should imagine eight-year-olds just by the looking at and you know the stereotyping of filipinos as being domestic helpers yes we know that happens in hong kong the question is should it education establishments be encouraging it and um answer is um Oh, apparently, yes. Well, I got an email from Douglas who says, Education Bureau is a little piece of North Korea in Hong Kong. <laughs> Remember the anti-gay education programme they allowed some religious groups to distribute. That's true. In this the was, name of balance. This, what, what they, something called Truth and Light? Well, it's not well, just those guys. It's other uh, people who think somehow that if you're gay, you need fixing. Instead, do you, do you know the, the, the latest thing? which I just got an email about yesterday, which is almost mind-boggling. You know, um, the Brits, because Britain has um, authorised same-sex marriages, they used to... um, Well, not they used to. These can also be conducted in British diplomatic missions like embassies and consulates. So apparently, since the new law was passed, and there is a new law in Britain on this, um, they applied to various countries said you know do you have any objection if we if we do this in our embassy uh, remarkably the chinese mainland issued no objection thailand where gay marriage isn't legal issued no objection guess who did the hong kong government <laughs> unbelievable uh, asia's weird city or world city it whatever is. it's called it I is mean, it's run by this bunch of narrow-minded sexually troubled bureaucrats who i suppose they think ah oh, goodness me 
let's think, if the British consular is authorising and conducting gay marriages, that means all our children are going to be forced into gay marriage. I mean, I, I'm sure into they're right. They, they will be forced to go to the British consulate and marry their classmates. I mean, who, who are these people? It's what, really insidious. Neanderthal age do they come from? Well, let's not forget today we started off by talking about how level-headed Hong Kong is, and we've got to this. But, but, but we're talking about the officials. I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to smear I wonder the what whole of doing the population. Huh? I wonder what they... There's probably a lot of opera attendances and yeah, concert yeah, oh, attendances they, 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 they were very busy praying, I'm sure. Mm. Praying, praying to the Lord. And th- it is interesting, incidentally, and, you know, I'm not a person of prejudice, <laughs> um, but it is interesting that the upper echelons of the Hong Kong civil service is peculiarly populated by God-botherers. There are in very high number in senior levels of the civil service. Now, I don't say that all... I have heard all, that. All, all people you, who do God-bothering are um, intolerant and are small-minded, but this mob seem to be. It, That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, here we go. There's a, here's another email here from uh, Oileen who says, people tend to make sweeping statements. All white people are... I hear this often. And when I tell them that there are many kinds of white people and there are many kinds of Chinese people, I get shocked looks. She says, yes, we need to educate well. But we shouldn't be saying this in 2014, should we? I mean, I kind Thank of... Thank you, by the way. That's I, yeah, a great yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, this is a perfectly good point. I, I, I so thought we'd get got past this. I really did. I mean, in most civilised places now, this kind of insidious book would be in dustbins, would be pulped, wouldn't be anywhere near a school. What is it about Hong Kong that, that the bureaucracy is wedded to this kind of thing and in, in ways that are actually quite worrying because it reflects their thinking. You know, they didn't write the books, but they sanctioned them for distribution in schools. This was published in Singapore, wasn't it? Is Publish- that, is the, that the significant? Com- or? Yes, I wonder about that. Um, you know, those people who hold Singapore... I don't know from the material that we've got here in the studio, whether, in fact, these books are circulated in Singapore. The company happens to be a Singaporean company. I think in Singapore, where race is an even more sensitive issue because of the big divide between Malays and Chinese, I would be quite surprised, but not totally surprised, to learn that this book was circulating there. What this seems to point to is there's a whole lot going on in local schools that we just don't know about. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The reports that, that we're looking at here in the studio are actually from the Washington Post. Yeah. They're not from local media. And that was media. a random one. I just I Yeah, just they're Googled. not from local media at all, which is quite interesting. Well, they're not from local English language media, which, as again, seems to be um, asleep on the job. I don't know if they published it or not. I mean, no, I, 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 just went, I just went racist textbooks Hong Kong, and that's and, what came and up. And there you got, there you got it, yeah. Thankfully, well. people have got a sense of humour about this, because this other one's come up. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you do kind of have to laugh. It says, one of them says, I, I'm, I'm Indonesian and I live in something like indentured servitude in debt or something like this. I mean, these are all, these are all the answers to these various things. Well, um, oh, and the other one was... Guess I, what? Stereotypes on. aren't accurate. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the, and the, and the, the other one was, says, there's a picture of a little Chinese girl, plainly. Uh, and it said, I'm from the mainland and I enrich your economy. <laughs> That's what the other one said. That's <laughs> yes, good point. Uh, when you're not banning me from coming here. Anyway, good old social media all over it like a hobo on a ham sandwich. What do you want to wrap up with today? Well, I just want to talk very briefly about this event in, in Cowland City, which was a, obviously a very bad event. It was a public uh, housing estate where um, somebody shot a I think he was an aircon repairman. It doesn't really matter what his job was. But, but this has led, this has allowed... It's vital man. <laughs> this has allowed political opportunists to pile in, in particularly this ghastly woman who's in Legco called Priscilla Chan, who says, ah, ah, the government must act. The government must act. Act now. Act now. Act now. And got to, to, to screen all public housing tenants to make sure they don't have criminal records and blah, blah. I mean, woo, woo. Calm down, Priscilla. I Easy, know, Tiger. I know that you've got political opportunism in your very DNA, but the fact of the matter is that shootings in public housing estates in Hong Kong are not common. In fact, they are rare as sanity in LegCo is. And let you um, think about that, young Priscilla. Uh, the idea that, that because some nutter, and he clearly is a nutter, goes out and shoots somebody he doesn't know and then commits suicide himself means that you then impose this draconian regime of surveillance on everybody who lives in public housing. Is, who is, gets screened enough, I bet, I, I, well, one way is, or another. There is that. I mean, you know, what are these people? I mean, who is she? Well, I know who she is. She's a... Yeah. <laughs> um, you, but, you know, there's, there's this ghastly reflex opportunism that kicks in no disaster is too small not to, get to be made worse or not to be taken advantage of that, that that story had a few angles it joined up and there's a starlet and da, 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 whatever oh yeah i mean yeah the, the the guy who 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 did the shooting apparently has a history of not being mr nice has has aggravated neighbors before has a daughter who's disowned him who's become an actress yeah, I know, and she's been involved oh, in a messy divorce didn't case. Didn't like the husband or the boyfriend. Or... Yeah, I know, it's all... Yeah. The thing that cracked Guess me what? Go on. Families are a bit complicated. <laughs> I don't... Does anybody listening to this have families? I, I, they I, need I, screening if they, they do. They do. I think it's unlikely. And I guarantee that nobody who listens to this show will have a family in which there's ever been a dispute. Absolutely. I think that must be right, isn't it? I think it's got to be right. Do you know, the thing that cracked... Well, they're in a housing estate. They must be roughy tough. Oh, What's the local in... version of Chav? <laughs> You know what I mean? uh, yeah, I know. I Send know. them to Tin Soi Wai. Do we know any of these people? Well, no, the thing, I don't think the so. The thing that cracked me up was a news story the next day was uh, the chief executive was very concerned about where the said fellow got a gun from. What about Shenzhen or... Or more or less anywhere, anywhere. frankly, yeah. What's yeah. the big deal about wondering where he got a piece was, from? Yeah. Do you know, um, you know this whole thing that they say in America where gun law is let's put it mildly controversial yeah it's not guns that kill people it's people who kill people you know the gun is the instrument don't 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 miss the main point the main point is who pulls the trigger not the trigger i mean try and work this out it's not complicated be nice if the trigger wasn't there to be it would be much better if the trigger wasn't there i do understand that unfortunately we don't live in a society like the united states where guns are more or less freely available well but but i i 
kind of happy about that. And also, we don't live in a society where these kind of events are commonplace, thankfully. So let's not get, you know, let's not get overexcited over what seems to me to be a very bad, but unfortunately one-off event. I don't understand what the big deal about, you know, where did he get the gun from? I mean, Hong Kong, it's not Trump, it's not Toy Town. Well, sometimes. But, you know, if you want to buy a firearm badly enough, you you can can get one. You can. and, And actually, that's everywhere, you know. It's not just in Hong Kong. Yeah. People who are determined to go out and buy firearms tend to be able to do so. I think it probably... I think the difference is how much you have to pay. It, it highly likely wasn't from <coughs> China this time, because if it was a Chinese 38, the bullet would have bounced off his nose and ricocheted on the wall. <laughs> I don't know what, where, where the weapon came from. I, 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 I assume it wasn't from Park and Shop. I'm going to be kind. 